Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Arrow. And Arrow is a product that uh, I have come across here. Oh, probably the last two or three months here. I've had a chance to sit down and visit with the guys and gals over there. And Arrow basically is a CRM package. And I know that's a that's a dirty word sometimes in this in the in the industry here. But some of them create more work, and some of them are just I don't know what they do. But Arrow, I think, is has got a unique approach to what they're doing. So I am uh, pleasured to be joined by Charles Anderson. Uh, he is the uh, founder and CEO of Arrow. And Charles, how you been, man? Good to see you, Casey. Co-founder. I'm the co-founder. Oh, co-founder. Okay. I'm doing good, yeah. and I also hate CRMs. Just so everybody is clear, the CRM word, phrase, acronym, whatever it is, it sucks. No one likes CRMs. I don't like CRMs either. I wish we didn't have to use the word CRM associated with Arrow, but I do think there's a different way to think about CRMs. I think there's a better way to do it. Yeah, I think so. I think I think you've got I think you got something that's a little bit different. Before we get to that part, let's talk about Charles for a little bit and who you are what you are, and how did you end up trying to sell a quote-unquote CRM package to to the equipment world? Sure. Oh, man, it's such a um, such not a straight-line path. I think it never is. So mm-hmm. born and raised in California. I, I love that's part about my life and my story now that I get to spend my time in the weird parts of L.A., being from the San Francisco area, and now I get to know someone like you. Um, being in, in the Midwest and being in the middle of the country. And uh, I get to see all those different worldviews and all these different people. And people are so different depending on where you're from. And they're also the same right. uh, depending on where you're from. So long story short, born and raised in the Bay Area. Grew up up and down the coast of California uh, from San Diego up to Sacramento. Um, was was kind of in the backyard of um, UC Davis, the Aggies. So remember growing up, past all the farmland, didn't really know much about ag or the ag world uh, at all. We grew up playing baseball that took me through college at San Diego State. After that, I stepped into the mortgage industry and had an opportunity to build my own mortgage company. It was really an interesting time and a, and a terrifying time because it was right before the financial crisis, but I focused on commercial real estate financing and mortgage real estate financing, and that gave me exposure on the commercial side to equipment financing. And I just kind of kept pulling that thread um, during the, the Great Recession I was incredibly fortunate I got accepted into Stanford Business School. I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that uh, I was a round three admit uh, after the deadline, uh, which for someone like myself from a, a not great area, being able to, to sit down and 
with some of the, the best and brightest business minds in the world and, and learn from them, I felt like I was, you know, kind of peeking behind the curtain, mm-hmm. seeing how the sausage gets made and this gets the, the software part in a bit, but being indoctrinated into how some of the biggest and best software companies in the world have been built, I actually am blown away with how similar software businesses are to dealerships. And it's so interesting if you look at the at the components of how dealerships are actually organized day to day. You have really high repeat customers. You make most of your money by delivering quality service, by being available for your customers, and by innovating your customer experience. Same thing with software. Same thing with the biggest and best software companies in the world. So fast forward, after I got out of Stanford Business School, uh, I launched what's called a search fund. It's called um, it's like an investment fund where you go, you raise money from high net worth individuals. They back you to go and find a business to acquire and then run that company. Uh, long story short, my wife got pregnant with our, our twin boys and we weren't expecting twins, which was an amazing and, again, oh, terrifying. Yeah. Yep. And so we ended up, um, the, the twins came early, they're healthy now, but I needed a job. So the job that I ended up um, falling into was a company I was trying to acquire, a company at the time, well now was known as Currency, which was now sold to um, the Sandhills companies and Tractor House and Machiner Trader and all those those family companies. But um, I joined the business when it was four employees. I was a fifth employee there. Helped to grow that company from you know, about, call it a few hundred thousand dollars of volume to just about a billion dollars of total transaction volume over a course of about a 10-year period. And through that period, because we were selling payments and financing and because payments and financing is truly a commodity, we had to learn how to use technology to be unique to your customer. And it was through that experience that we actually learned buying and selling equipment. And for us, it was trucks, it was tractors, it was trailers, it was, um, it was restaurant equipment. But the, the mechanics of moving a machine from point A to point B and figuring out how do you move the money from point A to point B and all the noise in that transaction, for us, it was pretty fun to watch it become digital. So after we sold currency and uh, the way I like to phrase it is, if you sell to private equity, it's a great way to guarantee you'll you'll be fired in a couple of years. So after we sold currency, yeah. uh, a few years later, they invited um, my co-founder and I, Logan, to start over. And at the time, we we really loved the problem of using technology to help people buy and sell equipment. And our best opportunity to do that was to build a software software platform to do that. So that was a long answer to your question, but that's how I got into this um, weird market in the first place. Yeah, it's a, it's long, there's always a long way around to where you need to be at, and I'm, I'm no different. I, you know, anyone that's listening to this podcast knows that I'm I'm not a farm kid and didn't grow up on a farm. I don't have any family that farms. I don't know anything about farming. So for the fact that I'm in, in the farm equipment business is always, I kind of have to chuckle a little bit because... If somebody would have said that to me, hey, you're going to be in the farm equipment business someday, like, yeah, you're right. Doing a farm podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah doing, do a, doing a machinery podcast. Yeah, that's that's other side of it, too. Yeah, that's, no, that's, but, so yeah, there's always a, a long way around to where you're supposed to be at. So, uh, What's that quote? The, uh, I love that quote, the longest way around is the shortest way there. Yes, yeah, that's, and that's, that's uh, a lot of truth to that statement, no doubt about it. So let's talk about Arrow a little bit here and, and how it works. So to me, when I use it, it's a, uh, and you show me a demo of it, and kind of what it looks like, and and those kind of things, and and the one thing I am very conscious about is is when I 
talk about a company or, or want to have a company be a part of what we're doing here that I that I find it worthwhile and that I find that's going to bring some value to there. And I really do believe that what you have here is going to bring some value to people. And the, the thing about it is I don't care if you're um, six years old or 66 years old, being, to nav- being able to navigate in Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is that you're doing, just about it, even if they tell you they don't use it, they're, they're using it somehow, right? I mean, right. my dad has a Facebook page and, what he posts sometimes makes me laugh, but, <laughs> but but what 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 he's the point is that he for the longest time fought that and, and didn't want to do it. But the way I look at the simplicity of of Arrow is if you can if you can at mention something in a in a Facebook post or if you can um, post something on on Facebook or or whatever it might be, it the way you have it set up mirrors that that kind of right. look and, and the feel of, of the way that you're entering the, the information. So how, one is, right. why did you come up with that, that approach? And, and B, what was the driving factor to be, to have something that was going to be, you know, fight the juggernaut, say, of like, like a Salesforce or something like that? Well, we didn't set out to build a CRM, frankly. Um, when, we, when we first started building Arrow, we honestly just started talking to customers. Like you, you're a perfect example customer for us. And what we first did is we we drove out to the dealerships and we sat with the dealer salesperson and we just talked to them and we asked them and we took pictures of their desks and we took pictures of their stacks of paper and we just asked them, do you have a smartphone? Do you use your smartphone? Do you have an Android device or do you have an Apple device? Do you use social media? Why do you use social media? How do you use social media? And we were blown away when we first started doing our research. There's something like 500 million views of John Deere on TikTok. And I think it's over, it's several billion now, just in a matter of months that that's growing exponentially. People love interacting with the Deere brand online. They, they love it. They have so much joy. There was an article that was just released by Deere a few months ago that they have been able to spend less on marketing because users are posting so much about the deer brand, yeah. which is crazy. And so really we didn't set out to build a CRM. We set out to solve a digitization problem. And the, and the problem was focused on how do we get this paper off of your desk? How do we get you back into the field doing what you enjoy doing, which is not paperwork, it's closing deals. And how do we do it in such a way where you actually can enjoy the process of selling again? And so we start asking questions like, well, do you like social media? Usually the answer is some sort of like embarrassing yes, but they don't. No one wants to admit that they like social media. We all do. No one wants to admit. <laughs> right? It. Yeah. Yeah. And and so we said, okay, what if we built you a sales experience that felt like you were playing on social media? So what does that look like? Well, instead of a Salesforce experience where you're doing data entry, in an arrow experience, you're scrolling pictures, you're sharing pictures, you're commenting on pictures, and then you're clicking a button to send a quote out. And so originally, this is why I cringe when I hear that we're a CRM. They don't want to really admit it, but we are. Uh, but originally, we thought of ourselves as a, as a sales tool. And then people kept saying, oh, you're the CRM thing. We're like, oh, yeah, actually, if I look at it, we're a CRM without any data entry. But the goal was really to build something super simple and super powerful that people would enjoy using. And the output of it was a CRM on accident. You kind of hit on a few things there that make, make the CRM experience a little different you know is the fact that you are it's collecting the data for you right 
right and, and kind of the no way data I, entry. yeah so you just whatever you're typing in there as far as whatever descriptions you're doing or whatever that might be it's collecting all that data and it's it's taking all that data and, and putting it wherever you you want it to go whether it's a customer database or whatever that might be that you're putting yep. there and there's just you're you're doing you know you're doing step b before you do step a in in a traditional crm situation I mean, is yep. that a fair I statement can walk you through yeah. A, yeah i can walk you through a simple scenario okay. that keeps coming up for us we've seen a lot of success with uh and it's a, a salesperson in the field figuring out what a machine's worth Right now, they're probably taking a picture on their phone or they're probably going some sort of detailed uh, MF Pro trade evaluation process, which is really good. But they're tr- what they're trying to figure out is what can I offer the customer on this machine? And the shortcut to that is to talk to the person who knows what this thing's going to sell for. Like, what, well, how much can I sell it for? Mm-hmm. And right now, what they're probably doing is taking a picture and texting to someone saying, what's this worth? Some version of that. Yeah. And so now with Arrow, what you can do is you can snap a picture, you can upload it to your private feed for your company, and you can say, at wholesale salesperson, at store manager, at expert in my company who knows this machine, what's this worth? And that conversation lives with the machine forever. And so instead of another email, instead of another text thread, instead of another something that you'll never be able to reference ever again, it's just snap a picture, post, just like you do on social media, and at fill in the blank, hey, what's this worth? And maybe it'll say, well, I need more pictures, or I need to know the hours, or I need to know something else. And then you can have that conversation right there, and it's public. And then the last step that we've seen people get a lot of success with is you could say, at this store location, do you know anyone who's in the market for this machine? And that cycle just speeds up the deal so much for the customer and for the salesperson and for everybody trying to complete the entire transaction without more emails and with no data entry. It's the same experience they're already doing today. It's just done in a super organized, clean way. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's a big step in most dealerships where you're going to have a sales guy's out working a deal and he's looking at a whatever, windrower or whatever, and they're going to run that back to the to the used equipment manager and they're going to take a look at it and, you know, decide what the market trends are looking like and what, you know, what the market's saying that it's worth and those kind of things. And then um, they're going to take all those pictures that you have and they're going to they're gonna move over to whatever the, the system is that you that you house all your advertising for uh, online online machine updates and those kind of things so that that what you just laid out there is is not the norm now that's not it's not it's not that simple it's it's there's, there's many 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 steps involved in doing something and and there's a there's a lot of people that get frustrated with that from the sheer fact of instead of just making something go they'll go out and do all this stuff and then mm-hmm. they'll wait till a Friday comes or something like that. And then all of a sudden there's this big data dump. As an old used equipment guy, I can tell you that Fridays were the busiest day of the week because they, they done, they've been out all week doing their stuff. And then now they're going to go in and, and send oh, their evaluations in. They hate it. I've had so many conversations with salespeople who they hate doing data entry in their CRM. They absolutely hate it. And their managers hate asking their salespeople to do data entry in their CRM. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates it. And everyone continues to kind of do it and you end up with this really garbage data garbage in garbage out and then it's not actionable mm-hmm. one of the services that we provide for our customers is step one is we take your dirty data we have an entire team of people that get your entire customer purchase history into the system for you and so with one easy search just like you search on google you pull up all of your transaction history with this customer that's good for the customer who probably doesn't remember everything that they bought and sold with you and that's good for you 
because from your phone, you're searching, you're seeing everything right there. By the way, thanks for translating what I'm saying into, uh, I'll say, I <laughs> <laughs> language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not, uh, I'm still yeah. learning that language. I know yeah. the, the finance payment tech language. I'm still learning the, yeah. the regular yeah. language. You, you and me both. So we're <laughs> plugging our way through there. So when I look at look at the way things are going now, and in, in your, I know someone's listening. It's like, oh, that's that's going to be something that's for this big multi-store dealership. You know, they've got they span you know you know hundreds of thousands of square miles. You know, they got this big, 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 big operation. Um, I really think this would work for whether you have one sales guy, you're one man army, or you have you know yeah. you know a hundred salespeople working in your in your. Uh, in your company, so I guess talk about the the versatility of Arrow and how it works across multiple platforms. Yeah, first of all, it's important to point out how cheap Arrow is. It's a few hundred bucks a month. It's ninety nine dollars a user. So we're not talking about enterprise software that's going to cost you millions of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. It's it, it is intentionally meant to be affordable for everyone to get access to it. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of customers that are uh, one store locations or one salesperson locations or independent. And on the rental side, we see a lot of success where you have this one guy that's been a, a broker that's now doing rental that he just needs help getting organized. Right. And so it, it spans from big group chat with 20, 30 people on it on one group chat to one person that has 30 pieces of equipment that he's trying to figure out where are they and how do I bill and how do I make sure I'm getting paid here and where is that machine and is this customer satisfied and everything they're doing today, but finally doing it in one platform. Okay. Yeah, so that makes it. That's what. That's the what I'm talking about. There is that, that tight, clean package. That's then now it's it's tight and clean. It's also um, it's easy to use. So that's even yes. even a bigger thing. So so talk a little bit about like you're talking about getting paid, right? So talk about that a little bit. So how how do you keep in track of all the the transactionary type of stuff that goes on in, in the equipment side of the business? So this is this is different depending on uh, how big you are and um, how. I'll say digital, you are with collecting payments today. So we can handle all of it. So you can be a fully um, e-commerce company, which means you can have your customers making credit card, debit card, or bank transfer payments directly through the system if that's what you want. Or you can just use Arrow as a paperwork system to eliminate your paperwork where you're sending out purchase orders or quotes or contracts digitally and having the customers sign electronically so you never have to deal with that again. And you can follow your normal invoicing process, and the the accounting team can handle that inside of Arrow as well without having to run the payment inside the system. So we're just the software platform, and something that we have to get right is Arrow has to work for how you work today, meaning we're month-to-month contracts. So there's no nothing that we can do that can keep you with us if you're not happy. Right. You're going to cancel. You're not going to pay your next month's payment, which is reasonable. And so it just goes back to the fact that what we first do is we understand how are you operating today and we make sure that the software works for how you're operating today. And then we listen to you when you tell us things that you want to change and we continue to refine your process, how you want it to be designed, not how we think it's redesigned because we're the technology company. We're not, we're not in your shoes. We want to be, it's just not our role. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's an important key structure there is that there's a lot of the stuff that all these different CRMs that are out there that are very canned, you know, like we can we can do this, and this is this is the box that we have for you to live in, and uh, there's not a lot of different options for you, 
outside of this box. I mean, we can we can tweak a few things here and there, or right. we can we can add this column to the spreadsheet that you print out type of thing. But for the most part, this is pretty much the report you're going to get, or this is the process that you're going to get, or whatever that means. So you need to build your business around our system and not our system around your business type of thing. Well, and, and most CRMs, and we learned this because of our, our last experience, most CRMs have this very rigid parent-child relationship that I have this concept of a lead, and this lead converts magically through pixie dust and unicorn horns into an account, a contact, an opportunity, and then what happens when someone wants to change their equipment? Right. What, what do you change? You change the opportunity, you change the account, you change the contact, but if it's multiple contacts. And so the way that we built Arrow is you can quote multiple machines to multiple people with multiple prices, and you never lose track of any of that with no data entry. And that's at the very core of how the system is built, is it's a many-to-many -many dynamic. Multiple things to multiple people without losing track. Mm -hmm. And that's what most CRMs get wrong, is that they can't structurally do that because they didn't understand how complex these transactions are and how you have prices and costs changing all the way through the finish line. And even after the finish line, when it comes back in as a trade-in in a year or three years from now. Yeah. And that's the other side of that, too, is that the customer base that you're working with and what and who you're doing what with and, and, and why you're doing different things because there's a lot of moving parts in, in a sales deal, man. There's, there's, there's so yeah. many different things that are going on that, you know, it's not just cut and dry. There's no... Not not all one sales deal are the same. You know, what I mean, they're, they're every one of them is a little bit different. They they resemble the same creature, but they they have their eyes are in different places, and they have four arms instead of two. And they, <laughs> I mean, they got they got some different stuff there. So there's being able to functionally track all that and stay coherently in 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 line with what's going on. Uh, it's that's a tough one, and if your your system allows that to happen, then that's that's going to be a game changer for you guys. It's built for, it's built for that. The yeah. the details on those deals never stop changing, even after the finish line, because you might want something customized on your machine, or mm -hmm. the the customer might be talking to the service manager without telling you as a salesperson. Yeah. You're going to want to know as a salesperson that the machine just came in and your customer's pissed off. You want to find out as soon as you can so you can get out in front of that problem. There's so many reasons why the deals never die, which is why I go back to dealerships look so much like software companies because if you're not continuing to drive value to your customers, your customers leave you. And so you yeah. have to figure out what's the smoothest way that I can have this relationship with this customer so I can always be available to solve their problem. What's the long-term goal for Arrow here? What, what's your, at the end of the day, end of the picture, what, what's, your, what's your ultimate goal here for for how Arrow is going to fit into the equipment space, whether it's on the construction side or the rental side or the ag equipment side or wherever oh, the OPE side, whatever it might be. I mean, what's your <laughs> what's the ultimate ultimate finish? So look like? uh, I learned as I said earlier, I learned if you sell to private equity, they fire you. So the goal was, <laughs> the goal is not to build the company to sell to private equity. Uh, mm -hmm. Fortunately, I've been there and have done that. Honestly, it's a very simple goal. We want to build tools for the salesperson. That's it. Yep. We, we know how important that job is. We know how important that relationship is. And we also know that we have a very unique experience that having spent 10 years focused on the equipment transactions. Mm -hmm. And as far as we know, we're the only ones who are laser focused on building software for the salesperson. And so like, if I can make your life a little bit better with our software platform, that's the goal. And we'll keep doing that for the long term. That's, that's a great goal to have, man. So, 
Well, well, Charles, I, I, I appreciate you being on the podcast, man. If folks want to reach out to you and get more information about Arrow or get a demo lined up or what that is, how, how's the best way to do that? Email me, charles at heyarrow, H-E-Y-A-R-R-O-W. We're also, we're also going to be at Casey's conference coming up in the fall. Uh, we'd love to meet you there. And we're also all over social media. Uh, we have a team of business development managers that I'm sure you probably have, have interacted with. Um, we'd love to have a conversation with you. Um, as I said, we're playing the long-term game, and we have month-to-month contracts. So if Arrow is not a fit for you, we will tell you because we don't want to put in the energy to connect to someone that is not going to actually use the system. Mm-hmm. But please uh, email me, charles at heyarrow.com. I would love to speak with you. Right on, man. Well, Charles, appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Thanks for the time. Real honor. Right on, man. Well, I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's where you're going to find the latest editions of the Moving Iron Podcast. Also, go to movingironllc.com. That's where you're going to find all the, the entire library of the Moving Iron Podcast, plus any blogs I have out there as well. Also, all the information to the Moving Iron Summit that Charles alluded to earlier. Check that out uh, September 15th through the 17th. All the information as far as hotel registration, hotel room registration, meeting registration, agendas, um, speaker bios, all that stuff's all there. So make sure you go check that out in the navigation bar. Click on Moving Iron Summit, and you'll get all that there. If you need more information about that, hit me up at Moving Iron Podcast at MovingIronPodcast.com, and I will be sure to uh, get out whatever information that you need. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Charles Anderson. Let's go with some iron, folks. Out. You want to have a meaningful competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, There's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, Head over to axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here.